0: I'm Robert Therrell. And I'm Chase Bridges. We're both screenwriters. Listen along each week as we either work together to write a new short film or go
1: head-to-head with competing movie pitches. This is Written by... By... I'm ready. Let's I'm ribbons. I'm ribby. Ridden I'm ridden. I'm ribbon. <laughs> anybody watch Jet Jet the Jet? Uh, <laughs> anybody watch JJ the Jet Plank? <laughs> I'm drowning I don't know why that's over so here, dawg. <laughs>
0: What about J.J. the Jet Plane? That
1: song's from J.J. the Jet Plane. So when I was a kid, I loved J.J. the Jet Plane. I had all these VHSs. I haven't changed much. Did you have the Christian version or the the not Christian version? So I I didn't realize that there was two different versions. Yeah. One, I didn't realize it was a Christian thing. Mm -hmm. Because it was just like my other VHS cartoons. Yeah. Um, And I had a Dragon Tales VHS, Mm -hmm. and the first trailer on the VHS for the Dragon Mm Tales was a J.J. the Jet Plane commercial where you had one of the planes going, I'm riving, I'm (laughs) ready, I'm (laughs) ready riving, riving. And that's been stuck in my head my whole life. And then, recently, uh, TBN bought the rights to J.J. the Jet Plane, which is a Christian network, and I was like, is that a Christian thing? Or is it just children's television? I think they're trying to just
0: buy children. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if this is the case with JJ the Jet Plane. I think it's the case with that and Veggie Tales, But for a little bit, Veggie Tales was bought out by a network, but then that network edited out a bunch of like the
1: most overt Christian stuff and did it more as like a secular version of the show. Yeah, that's interesting. There's a there's a business model in that. Yeah. Type that in the chat GPT and see what you can make of it. I, I,
0: I want to see the reverse of that, though. I want to see the Christian TVN cut? buys Dragon Tales, but then every once in a while, like, the dragons talk about, well, Jesus is our Lord
1: and Savior. So the thing about Dragon Tales, wow, we need to focus, <laughs> but the thing about Dragon Tales is that was a show, other kids' shows always taught you lessons about— Yeah how to do this and how to do that right. and this and this and this. But Dragon Tales taught emotional lessons. Yeah. Like empathy and huh. what to do when like with peer pressure, but not in a corny way. Yeah. Like it was like Max and uh, oh Cindy? No. I can't remember the girl's name. But they wanted to be like their dragon friends. And so they would like eat hot salsa and try to breathe fire. And yeah. then the the lesson at the end of the episode was the old dragon was like, "You don't need to be a dragon. You're perfect the way you are, and our differences is what makes us great." And I just I think that's why I'm such a uh, empathetic person as an adult, is of because Tales. of Dragon Tales. Dragon Tales. So man. yeah, you know Hitler didn't have Dragon Tales,
0: that's, and if he did, man, if he did, yeah, it
1: might have turned out different.
0: Yeah, you know a lot of these people that are here <laughs> causing trouble, they just didn't watch Dragon Tales.
1: Yeah, I think Dragon Tales is the part of the equation to world peace. We should just sit Vladimir Putin down (laughs) with some Dragon Tales VHSs. I have plenty. I'll send them FedEx Express. And you know, my favorite Dragon Tales episode? Dragon Tales Tokyo Drift. (laughs) Guys, welcome back to the Written by Podcast, the number one podcast in the world. right behind all the other ones. Right behind and all the guys, other ones. Guys, look at our Written by mugs.
0: We got mugs. We got the new logo. And I'm about to, I'm about to slosh this on my computer. I need to drink a little out of here. <laughs> Not slosh. We got we got actual liquid in here. We aren't
1: like these talk shows. Mm-hmm. We're committing to the bit. Yeah, we bro. Got, we had to wash these out beforehand because they've been in a cardboard box for like three weeks. Yeah. We've had these a while. I keep forgetting to bring them. <laughs> And there's like here. where
0: the yeah, and we got we got our new logo with all the character designs. With uh um, Uh I
1: can't remember the mummy's name. Mummy Tourist and Drunk Titanic Survivor.
0: I don't think Mummy ever had a name.
1: He does. Uh Nefertari. Nefertari.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah.
1: That is and his name. Bass Pro Ship. Bass Pro Ship was the, <laughs> the, the
0: Bass Pro Shop. Yeah. Okay.
1: Um, today's episode, Rival Pitches, woo, (laughs) Rival Pitches!
0: This week, we've talked about doing a Fast and Furious episode. I don't think yeah. you've seen
1: all the. I've seen the first one.
0: Yeah. And I I am not caught up with the most recent one or two. But we had the idea that Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift <laughs> is such a iconic name. Yeah. And honestly, the name is more iconic
1: than the movie itself. The movie is yeah. the most forgettable. It's, of the franchise. Again, I haven't seen them, but if I understand, Tokyo Drift doesn't even really take place as the same as the It was others.
0: like they were almost trying to create a spin-off and they never
1: went right. anywhere else with it. Because Paul Walker's not in Tokyo Drift.
0: Yeah, one character from the main Fast and Furious is a side character in that. But so that's pretty much the only connection. So it was like a And it's also, yeah. it's in a weird timeline, too, to where... Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift is supposed to take place years after some of the other movies, but at the same time, everyone at Tokyo Drift
1: has flip phones, and Uh, by the time it's supposed to
0: take place in the real world, people have smartphones,
1: so it's a whole situation. No, Vin Diesel, you gotta be better than that, man.
0: But we thought it'd be funny if instead of just doing a Fast and Furious episode, (laughs) we take any movie we want to, <laughs> any other movie, and at the end of that title, we add colon Tokyo Drift. Yeah. And see how that changes the movie. We could do Jurassic Park, Tokyo Drift. We could do Gone with the Wind, Tokyo Drift. Yeah. We could do, uh, Anything. Fast and Furious, Tokyo Drift. Tokyo, Tokyo Drift. Drift. Is that what
1: you did? Because that that's really funny. I would say, man. I've,
0: uh... Tokyo Drift. <laughs> <laughs> just how how does adding Tokyo Drift, dude,
1: affect the story? Movie? And you know what? This is a big joke, but I learned a lot, actually, from this episode. I think there's something to learn from mm-hmm. when you take an iconic movie, or just a movie. doesn't have to be iconic. And yeah. you add Tokyo Drift. How does that affect the plot, and how does that change things, yeah, right? And that yeah. was a really interesting lesson to learn of like, okay, well, what characters need to change? What plot points need to change? What does the ending have to change? And uh, I think it's really interesting. I've pitched my title, just the title, to two people already. Both of them died <laughs> laughing just off the title. So I think this is a banger Dude, episode already. I can't
0: wait to hear yours. Uh yeah, I uh, I tried to go really silly with it. I I really wanted yeah. a movie no one would expect to have oh, me drifting too. in it Oh,
1: okay. <laughs> I I'm going to give you a 95% guarantee that you, you there's no way yours is more weird than mine. Okay. okay. <laughs> there's <laughs> okay. no way. First of all, I could give you 108 guesses and you would not ever okay. even get close.
0: I think I think that's the same with mine. <laughs> I uh <laughs> I strayed very far away from anything action related. Oh, yeah. I wanted to see, because we like writing things with a lot of comedy, with a lot of action, horror stuff, all that. But a lot of my favorite movies that affect me the most when I watch them are kind of more low key, either dramas or indie mm-hmm. comedies or stuff. So I was like, because that, that's like what a lot of people that, do a lot of the big blockbusters, are like, okay, we're gonna do this type of vibe, but with superheroes. So it's like, okay, I'm gonna take my favorite <laughs> drama, but it would be like, drift. what if there's
1: Tokyo and drifting in it? So this is a thing I've been dealing with in writing, and I think this is a cool thing to bring up. Well, I don't know if it's cool, but it's I have a question. Yeah. So it's, and so I don't write a lot of drama, yeah. and so I've found myself when I'm writing kind of like a more serious. Scene in this feature mm-hmm. I'm writing I get really self conscious Like I don't want this to sound like Riverdale Yeah I don't want this to yeah. be bad And so it's like Because I think I've kind of got in my head That serious Is bad Like it could be perceived as cringy yeah. Because it's so serious
0: I feel like that's a lot of People Because like Doing something serious You have to put your whole Heart out there that- Yeah That opens yourself up to any sort of criticism, but as long as it like really comes from you, like it will find its people. Okay. okay. Like I I was listening to Flanagan talking about writing Midnight Mass. Mm-hmm. And he said at the end of that, like when when it came out on Netflix, he felt really exposed and like yeah. vulnerable. Because he He put his struggles with alcoholism, his Mm. faith journey, and like every single segment he's ever been in in his life, all out there in the open for everyone to see. And yeah, but it was like true to him, and so the people that felt that connected with it. Yeah, I get. If you're trying to write something dramatic from something you don't have a connection with, that's when it gets cringy. Because
1: you know, I've watched a lot of Riverdale. Yeah, and 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 Hallmark and. I've always been like, I'm always curious. Is this the writer's fault or is this the actor's fault? Or is it the cutting or is it the director? Yeah. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like what Uh makes that line when Cole Sprouse is in Riverdale and he goes, I'm a weirdo. (laughs) I I mean, who wears this hat? I'm a weirdo. And it's so cringy. (laughs) But is it Cole Sprouse's fault? Or is it that dude that wrote its fault?
0: Well, the other thing you need to think about and not worry about is you're writing the first draft. That's like, fair. all you gotta do is get something on the page. I think yeah. part of the Cole Sprouse thing, and it has it has the vibe of something I would write in the first draft and be like, Well, okay, I'm gonna go
1: back and make that good. I, I deleted a whole scene today. Yeah. Because it was too serious. And I was like, this is people are gonna be like, This is cringy. Yeah. yeah. Well you got yeah, you gotta get that out
0: of your head. Serious is a cringe. Yeah. Like if you're if the whole film is entertaining
1: enough. People will stick with you for that. That's like, fair. When I was watching the new Scream movie, yeah. there were moments where the dialogue is serious and yeah. it's kind of cringy, but it added to it. Yeah, Because it's, you know, yeah, it's Scream. That's kind of yeah. its thing. But I, I just know. I just got to get out of my head about it, I guess. Mm-hmm. And maybe I will when I wrote this <laughs> super serious Tokyo Drift <laughs> movie. No. <laughs> I did pick a drama Okay. I think it's a drama. Oh, nice. It's either a a dark comic, a light comic. You'll see. Okay. You go first this week, though. I think I do, yeah. Do I? I went first for Les Mis. Oh, that's right. Not Les Mis, Muppets. You did Les Mis. Okay. Well, here we go. All right, we jumped into it. Hold on, let me get cozy.
0: I'm excited. All right. All right. (laughs) So, (laughs) we open... A car is speeding through the city of Tokyo. We cut to the inside of the car. There are two women inside. The driver is a middle-aged woman, and she looks freaked out. She's terrified. She's driving this car, freaking out. She is not used to this. But in the passenger seat, there is a younger woman, (laughs) early 20s. It looks tougher, looks beaten up. But she's she's keeping her cool. She has a cast on one arm. She's broken her arm. Looks like a tough girl. And anyway, the older woman starts arguing ther- with her. Like, why why would you do this? And it was like, hey, I'm do- I was doing my best, mom. And she's like, hey, well, th- this is not your best, honey, okay? we're I-, I am here speeding through the city of Tokyo because of you. And she's like, well, I, I would appreciate it if you could just... Just understand the circumstances here. It's like, this is why I never called you earlier. It's like, well, maybe maybe I should have not called you back at all. And they're just arguing back and forth. And it gets to be too much. The car <laughs> is going over a bridge. There's a bridge in Tokyo that goes over the Sumida River. Mm-hmm. I think that's how it's pronounced. They're going over that bridge. They're arguing, the bickering. is getting to be <laughs> so much that the young woman can't take it anymore. He's like, fine, don't worry about that. She opens the door, jumps out of the moving car. Oh, snap. (laughs) The mom screams, ah! (laughs) And we catch a shot of (laughs) the young woman doing a very tactical roll off the street and then off the bridge, perfect diving form, lands into the water. We get title slam, Lady Bird, Tokyo Drift. (laughs) Oh man. I haven't seen Lady Bird. I was I was worried about this. I was like, <laughs> that has the vibe of a movie Chase hasn't seen. I don't watch art house movies, man. I'm too busy watching <laughs> Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought about this though. I'm not doing the same thing I did with I Les was Miz. really thrown off in my Lay Miz pitch, how like you hadn't seen Le Miz, and then I had to additionally explain yeah. the entire plot of Le Miz. So I'm just I'm just yeah. to this. Don't Listeners worry about will it. get it. Yeah, but that that is like almost shot for shot. The opening one of the opening scenes of Lady Bird, only now we're in Tokyo. <laughs> Heck yeah, dude. Yeah, I'll watch it eventually. Yeah. So, Lady Bird, if you don't know, it's a it's a coming of age comedy drama about a young woman in high school and her relationship with her mother. Fantastic and the whole, actress. Yeah, yeah. Whole thing is driven by this. Tension between the mother and the daughter. Okay. But Tokyo Drift. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, boy. So where we ended the last Lady Bird movie, the spoiler alert for Chase, uh, (laughs) Lady Bird has started going by her real name, Christine. And again, all she wanted to do was get out of Sacramento, California. That's where she had lived her entire life. She was ashamed of her hometown. She wanted to go somewhere else, somewhere with culture. And so she went to college in New York City. NYU. Yeah, But of course where we left her last uh, New York Wasn't going the way she thought it would She realized that just moving to New York Automatically didn't fix any of her problems And she actually gained a new appreciation For her hometown And also started to feel for her mom And so she called her mom Left her a message That's where Lady Bird ended Wait so is this a sequel? This is somewhat a sequel Oh okay I'm playing a little loose with it We didn't specify if like it was a sequel or also if it had characters from Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift oh, or not. Oh,
1: yeah. We didn't do any of that.
0: Yeah. So I, I like do some of it took that. Took some creative some liberties. Yeah, exactly. Okay, good. Yeah.
1: No, this is fun. <laughs> so yeah. This is a sequel. This is a sequel This is, to this is Lady, Lady Bird 2 Tokyo yeah.
0: Drift. Yeah. So Lady Bird is in New York City and this takes place maybe a year or two after the Lady Bird movie. And again, life in New York... Hasn't automatically fixed anything. But also that message she left her mom, that automatically didn't fix anything either. Because if you know anything about, you know, strained relationships with people, there's not one big giant moment that fixes everything. It's all just a lot of work. And sometimes it's going well, sometimes it's not. Right now, her relationship with her mom isn't going great. And so she is now driving Uber in New York City because just like before... When she was in high school, she didn't have a driver's license the entirety of college. So how we're playing it is since she couldn't drive for so long, as soon as she got it, she became obsessed with cars. That makes sense. She got her own car as soon as she could. She drives as much as she can. Uh, Again, just like in her high school days, she still doesn't have great taste in men. And so (laughs) she has... hooked up with this dude that has ended up being garbage he's woken up in his place uh her mom has left a voicemail saying something mean guy's like who's that it's like that's my mom it's like oh i gotta pick up somebody for uber and so (laughs) she (laughs) she is driving this guy in uber meanwhile her mom is calling on the phone her mom has just figured out that she's failing a bunch of her classes oh no because, of course, she tried to, she wasn't a great student in high school, but she tried to go to this really fancy school, and it's she's not hard. doing well in it. She's at risk of losing her scholarship. Thanks, son. Meanwhile, she is late for this guy's Uber, and so she is ripping through the streets of New York City, Woo-hoo! swerving around, running red lights, dodging cops, all of that, while arguing with her mother, and we could tell that. As much as she felt for her at the end of the last movie, their relationship has kind of relapsed a little bit. And now they're back to just being mean at each other and not understanding each other. She manages to get this guy in her Uber where he needed to be on time. And she gets back home to her little apartment that she's sharing with a bunch of other people. One of her roommates is like, you know, you don't have to drive for Uber. You have a full scholarship. And she's like, <laughs> I know that. It's just. I love cars. I know. As soon as, as, soon as I got that license, I I had it, it was taken away from me for so long. And yeah. I, I discovered this love for driving. Also, I need money because I'm saving up for something. Mm. So just like before, how Lady Bird wanted nothing more than to escape her boring hometown and go to this new exciting place of New York city. She has developed a sense of wonderlust again. And so now she is saving up to take a semester abroad in Tokyo, Japan.
1: Yeah, son.
0: Anyway, she's been accepted to this program and she calls, she FaceTimes her family and much to the chagrin of all of them. She tells them that she's taking a semester abroad in Tokyo and Of course, all of them are, because the family in Lady Bird, they're very much a lower middle class family, and they struggle for a lot. And they're like, how on earth are you going to pay for this? And he's like, I've been saving up a lot of money driving for Uber.
1: Uber, I've been set
0: back a little by some speeding tickets, but I'm I'm still.
1: (laughs) (laughs) She's got the need for speed, baby. Lady Bird.
0: Yeah. And then also, uh, I haven't decided exactly what it is yet, but. Her mother had some big event that was happening around the springtime, and she's going to miss it. So that puts some tension between the two of them. She's like, hey, I'm going to pay for most almost all of this, and I'm doing it. And so she flees the country and goes to Tokyo City for some new exciting sights. So Christine, she's in Tokyo. She's exploring, and she sees a really cool car parked in the middle of the city. She's looking at it. And a really cute guy catches her eye in it. He's like, Hey, you looking at my car? It's like, Yeah. Now I'm looking at you. (laughs) And he says that he's a racer and you should come watch me race tonight at this underground car show. Oh, she hands her the Addy and she's like, Yeah. I'm going to this underground car show in Tokyo. Oh, Man, this it. is it. Man, That that's what I got wrong before. I uh, I made the mistake of going to New York. Like, going across the country wasn't enough. I just need to leave the country. That's right. Now I'm living this new life. And so Christine goes to this car show. She meets this guy who is named Jin. And they start getting kind of close. They're flirting with each other. She says she loves cars because she never got to drive much, and now she drives as much as she can. And he's talking about he could drive so well, and he runs these Tokyo streets, and he, yeah. he's been racing everywhere. And Christine's like, "Well, hey, you might run Tokyo, but you've never driven in New York City." <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "Ha ha 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 ha!" Whatever. And just like, hey, hey, wa- watch this real quick. It turns out, uh. He's been entered into this race with another driver, and of course, he's brought Christine here to impress her with his racing skills, and so she watches him race, and they just speed off, and she could catch in the distance, him doing really well. Of course, like the audience, they can't catch every moment of the race because they're going all around the city or whatever, but the moment she sees is cool. Yeah. In between those moments where they aren't visible, though, she's just standing there alone in this group full of strangers. And a lot of these tough looking people are all eyeing her and they're whispering things to other people while looking at her. She's like, huh, what's going on here? <laughs> like, Is that a ladybird? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the race ends. Jin has pulled in first. He has won. She looks excited. She runs up to him. Gives him a big kiss, Ooh. but it only lasts for a second. He pushes her off him and starts looking worried. And a bunch of other people are gasping. And she's like, oh, hold up. What have I gotten myself into? And this new guy walks up. Walks up. Everyone parts like the Red Sea for this guy to walk past. He's like, hey, who are you? And she she freaks out. She's, she's feeling a little threatened. She doesn't want to give her real name. So she says, I'm... Um, I'm a ladybird. bird. Yeah. Up. Roll credits. Well, I could tell you're not from here. My name is Takashi.
1: I can tell you're not from here because you're blonde. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: But people call me DK, which is short Donkey for Kong. the Drift King. <laughs> yes. I am the Drift King around here. So... And then she's like, "Oh well, do do we have a problem?" He's like, "Yeah, I think we got a problem, Lady Bird." And then all these tough-looking people are surrounded them. And of course, Jin is looking a little freaked out. And she's like, "I don't I don't know what kind of problem you have with me." And Takashi's like, "Yeah, well, it appears you've been kissing my boyfriend." And she's like, "Oh, oh, dang. oh no." Because, of course, in, in Tokyo Drift, it's a big thing that like somebody is kissing someone else's girlfriend. So, But we didn't Makes see sense. that coming. He has a boyfriend. He's like, oh, no. <laughs> the old bait and switch. He's yeah. <laughs> like, so what are we going to do about that? It's like, can, can you race, girl? And Lady Bird's like, uh... Can yeah, I, I could I race. race. I could race. And she's like, Are you sure you could race? It's like, yeah, I really like cars. And again, you yeah. you've never driven
1: in New York City. <laughs> yeah. I said my name was Ladybird, yeah. but it's actually DQ. <laughs> Dairy Queen? No, Drift Queen. Queen.
0: <laughs> yeah. And then Takashi's like, oh, okay, well, do you have a car? And she's like, well, Nope, I'm uh, I'm kind of studying abroad or whatever. like, a, <laughs> he just snaps his fingers, and instantly a really yeah, nice car cool. just drives up.
1: That's badass.
0: He's like, I'll let you loan that. Come race me, <laughs> and so now Lady Bird is in this massive car. DK is right next to them, and of course the the lady that walks out. In the middle and waves the flag. Yeah. Uh, we'll have a little nod to the Greta Girl universe. It could be Margot Robbie dressed in the Barbie outfit. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. That's fun. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, Lady Bird and DK are racing. They're ripping through the streets of Tokyo. And yeah. Lady Bird is surprisingly holding her own. Like, we've seen a little bit of her racing talent navigating New York. And, like, she has gotten so good at going so fast. In the tight-knit, heavy (laughs) traffic of New York. As soon as there's no traffic and she can just let loose, she's doing amazing. And so they're racing. Moments she's pulling ahead. Moments the Drift King is pulling ahead. But then we come up to this really tight curb. And the Drift King hits this sick drift and they're going like, it's a full like 180 turn, and he manages to do it flawlessly. And then Ladybird tries it, but she doesn't make it. She ends up running into the wall, oh, spinning out. Man. Drift King wins. And so now Ladybird and Jin are standing there next to each other. DK walks up to them. Jin is like, Well, I guess since you won, I guess you're my boyfriend still. And then DK is like, Well, actually. No, and then he pulls out a gun and shoots him, and he's what? like, "What? I don't. <laughs> you think you think I'll go through a whole race just to try to win you back? I don't want someone that's won over that easily. I don't want someone that's disloyal. I need someone that's ride or die. Like oh. I, th- th- this old guy once told me that all that matters in life is family, and you aren't family." <laughs>
1: <laughs> Roll credits.
0: Is again in Tokyo Drift, there's this scene where the girl that these two people are fighting for are like, hey, the winner of the race gets me. That makes sense. And I was always like, Why would you want a girl that's
1: <laughs> won over that yeah, easily? Yeah. Yeah. No, same thing happened to me in 04.
0: Oh yeah. Did you did you hit that last drift or did you spin out?
1: I was the girl. <laughs> Yeah, I'm jealous.
0: <laughs> so were they. But anyway, Jin is now lying on the floor, bleeding out. Ladybird looks up, and the Drift King is like, "So, could you pay me back for that car? Because of course you wrecked the car trying to hit oh, the drift." Yeah. And he's like, "Well, no, I, I can't." And then someone walks over and knocks her out. And so. <laughs> We cut back to sunny Sacramento, California. Lady Bird's dad, Larry McPherson, is playing solitaire on his desktop computer and then he gets an email notification it says regarding your daughter. He opens it <laughs> and the ransom tape plays. <laughs> Lady Bird, <laughs> Lady Bird is sitting in this dark room. She's tied up, her arms broken. He's like, "Hey, we have your daughter. She owes us a lot of money. You're going to come to Tokyo and pay us back, or you'll never see your daughter again. <laughs> and so we cut back to of course, <laughs> the, the mom, the dad, and also the brother Miguel and his girlfriend are all watching this. They're all freaked out. Yeah. We cut back to Tokyo. Ladybird, through some ingenuity, has managed to sneak out of the room she's been captured in. She's sneaking through this facility that she's been held captive in. She manages to roam around and she comes across this giant garage that's filled with a bunch of elaborate foreign cars. She catches the keys and sneaks away with one. Now this is happening months later. So it turns out that this is the exact moment that the family has come to try to get Lady Bird back. <laughs> the entire family has journeyed from Sacramento to Tokyo to try to get Lady Bird back. This
1: is so funny. When you so, remember this is a Lady Bird. Yeah,
0: Lady Bird has pulled out in this nice Bugatti or whatever. I don't, I don't know what cars actually drift. I <laughs> I apologize to the drift community. I don't know anything about your deal, but <laughs> as soon as Lady Bird rips out. She hears on this radio that are in all the cars <laughs> that hey the family's here. Where's the bird? It's like oh no, the birds flew the cage. It's like what the hell does that mean? It's like the the ladybird girl. She's not here. It's the like bird. we don't have to talk in code, man. <laughs> it's
1: just us on the phone. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's fun. Man. And so ladybird realizes oh no, my family is here, and if I'm not there, they might be in trouble. And so that leads to this whole action sequence where she goes back to rescue her family. She manages to get the dad and Miguel and his girlfriend in another car. But then the mom has to go in her car. And of course the mom is like, Hey, we've, we set aside our entire life for you and your dad and your brother just got these new jobs. They're just finally doing okay. And we've blown all of our savings coming to Tokyo to pay this a ransom money. And like, what are you doing getting kidnapped? I don't want to hold ransom for my daughter. And all this bickering is happening as a bunch of other cars are chasing them. And it's a car chase throughout Tokyo. And then this is where we get the, at some point like they crash and they have to go into another car and the mom ends up in the driver's seat and now she has to drive. She's even more freaked out. And we're basically playing upon the drama, the tension between lady bird and her mother as two people that they're family and they both love each other deep down. But of course you don't get to choose your family and they're Mm. just two diametrically different people. And, Lady Bird doesn't realize how much her mother has sacrificed to give her a good life. And her mother also doesn't recognize how much soul searching Lady Bird is having to do at all. This conversation is now taking place during a car chase. And we're ending with the scene that we started with, which is Lady Bird just yeah. yeeting out of the car as she does. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, Lady Bird ends up, getting caught the rest of the family are all caught and this is our midpoint and they're like hey you were you were doing pretty great and you almost got away but unfortunately you can't drift and i could drift and so that's how i caught up to you <laughs> <laughs> and so lady birds trying to figure out how to not get her family killed because, of course, they, they damaged a lot more cars. And so she now owes <laughs> her a lot more money. Yeah. It's like, hey, you know, I almost got away. What if you let us go just for now? We stay in Tokyo and we have a race. Oh, snap. If we win the race, we get to go out of t- Tokyo free. Yeah. And if you win the race then we'll stay here as long as you want till you're paid back. Twice as much, whatever whatever cars we damage. Oh snap! And he's like, I don't, I don't know about that, but she he likes the spunk, and he's like, you know, I I could be up for a challenge, but I don't know. I also need to pay for these cars, and that's when this figure walks up. His name is. It's spelled Dan, but we're pronouncing it Don. He is, Don. <laughs> he is, he is the cousin of Han from Tokyo Drift. <laughs> He's like, hey, I overheard you talking. I was just in the neighborhood. Yeah, uh, I've been trying to get into racing like my brother Han, and <laughs> I see some potential in you, Ladybird. How about this? If this race goes down, I will pay for the car. I will pay for some training. And, you know, if you, if you win against the Drift King, oh. that'll be the greatest upset of all time. Yeah. And if you lose, I'll just be out of a car, and you'll be, like, their prisoner or whatever. And I don't care about that. Yeah, so, that's your problem. Yeah. And so DK is like, okay, I will race you, Lady Bird, under the condition that I pick the track. Ooh. And he picks his Rainbow famous- Road. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he picks... This mountain track that of course is is in Tokyo Drift. It's the one track that only he has yeah. beaten. Yeah. And <laughs> so Ladybird yeah. has their work cut out for him. <laughs> Ladybird has their work cut out for her, the whole team. <laughs> but then we get a text. We get a text from Julie. It's like a voice text. Julie was her best friend in high school, played by Jonah Hill's cousin or yeah, whatever. Yeah, I got you. Sister, I don't know. It's Jonah Hill's sister, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the voice message is like hey friend it's been a while anyway i i saw you were doing a semester in tokyo and i'm i'm actually going to be up there this week i'm going on a business trip with my new rich dad that's right he's officially my dad now and he's super rich and we're going to tokyo i don't know maybe we can meet up or whatever it's been a while yeah yeah (laughs) because it in ladybird uh The whole joke is her mom's divorced and this new guy is dating her and he's really rich. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm picking up. (laughs) Okay, yeah. (laughs) And so now we got Julie back. And so now they're all living in Julie's rich dad's penthouse hotel room or whatever. Yeah, boy. And the the whole second half is just her having to trade with Don to... And we, we got to pronounce Don like Don or whatever because there's also D O N, Don, Don Toretto. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that could even be a gag where it's like, no, it's Don, not Don. There's a difference. That's funny. Yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. Don. I'll I never know be a Don. Yeah. And I look
1: nothing like a Don. Don.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fun. So Lady Bird is training to drift. And she's also (laughs) having to finally confront all of these people that were very important in her life that she left behind. Because, of course, she fell out of touch with Julie. She went across the country and then across the world to be away from her family, who all loves her and has all given up so much for her. And she and her mom have a big argument where her mom is like, hey, you went to college in New York. We live in Sacramento. You ran away as far as you possibly could from us. And we tried so hard to create a great life for you. And you decided it wasn't good enough and you left. And yeah. now we're all stuck here in, in Tokyo, Tokyo trying to teach you how to drift. And you've never drifted before. And she's like, what is this? Some sort of ladybird Tokyo
1: <laughs> drift? Exactly. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and she's trying to console with her dad, who, of course, feels for her, but is also like, you, you really got us in a bad situation. And after years of trying, I'd finally got a decent job. We finally just started to get our life back together, but yeah, now we had to blow all this stuff to come here to Tokyo. And anyway, Lady Bird has to confront that she abandoned her family, her friends, her hometown, all to chase this new life full of excitement, but none of it has panned out the way she wanted it to because she, she had this idea in her head for so long, ever since she was a child that, Of living in the big city, traveling the world, having all these romances, these flings, being out on her own. But it was all romanticized. And in real life, when you're actually experiencing all that, none of those things are really that cool. Like, you're just filled with this sense of loneliness because all of that is just this selfish pursuit where you're blowing off people who actually care about you. And it's really just about these important connections you make with other people. So that's what she's learning as she's learning to drift. Anyway, the, the big race is coming up and basically the whole family has this plan and Miguel, who is their son Uh, he is essentially going to be the man in the chair. He is... Man in the chair? Man in the chair. (laughs) Of course, he's like a software engineer now. He got the job he was applying for in the Lady Bird movie, for those of y'all that have seen it. Yeah. He's, He's now a big software engineer. And so he is... Created this whole 3D model of the mountain track, and he's going to give an earpiece to Ladybird and warn her yeah. on all the upcoming ter-
1: turns and stuff like Scooby Doo and the Reluctant Werewolf. I haven't seen that, but probably yeah. <laughs> You've seen Ladybird, but you haven't seen Scooby Doo and the Reluctant Werewolf priorities, Rob.
0: <laughs> yeah, so everyone is ready for the big race. I also somewhere in this training sequence, I want Ladybird and Julie to be reconnecting, rekindling their friendship in downtown Tokyo. They come across this ramen shop and outside smoking is Kyle Shibley or whoever he was played by (laughs) Timothy Chalamet. Yeah. He is smoking a cigarette alone outside of a ramen shop. He looks like a whole anime character. Oh (laughs) yeah. He does. Yeah. 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 (laughs) And he's just like, yeah, I just came to Tokyo to, Expand my mind, you know. Explore the vast surroundings, and that's and of course, Lady Bird is almost starting to fall for him again. But then Julie is like, "Dude, you just watch Miyazaki. You're trying to do Miyazaki." And he's, "No, no, I'm not. I'm not just an anime. Leave me alone." Yeah. But anyway, the day of the big race is here, and of course, the Drift King is like, "Hey, we got someone really special." To watch over this race. And who walks out but Dom Toretto himself, Vin Diesel?
1: <laughs> yeah. And
0: he walks out, and he's like, hey, I'll be I'll be officiating this race. <laughs> and I got one more wrench to throw into this race. Because if there's one thing that's more important than anything oh, else,
1: Jesus Christ.
0: It's family. <laughs> <laughs> I heard there was a whole family here today. So I thought <laughs> instead of just the racers being in the car where they could race like like nothing matters to their own reckless abandon you're going to have to race with your family in the car <laughs> so, this is
1: this is getting absurd
0: so so the drift king has like his really old asian mom and maybe like a cousin or something walking in the car with him and of course, this throws a wrench at the whole plan because because Don has given all of the family jobs to help Ladybird. But yeah, but now they're in the car with her. But here's the twist that you probably haven't seen coming, but people who have seen Ladybird have. Uh Miguel is an adopted son, and he is asian and so oh, when they say hey family get in the car they they, they just look at the white him.
1: people to go with oh, the car i always knew vin <sighs> diesel was racist
0: yeah <laughs> so miguel just hangs back and also miguel he uh he has really stylish hair he has piercings he has nose and lip piercings oh, so he yeah, just kind of looks like he blends in with the underground crowd. racing scene yeah And so he hangs back, and the family is all watching him. He's like, oh, they don't know he's part of the family. Heck, yeah. But also they think Julie is part of the family, and so now Julie has to be in the car, car too. That's fair. Yeah. And so the race has started. It's kicked off. Uh, Margot Robbie has waved the flag, and they're all (laughs) racing down this treacherous mountain terrain. And they're doing pretty good. The race is neck and neck, or whatever. And Miguel is still warning Lady Bird about the upcoming curves, and she's managing to hit some pretty sick drifts. And yeah. DK is noticing. He's like, "How? How is this? This This teenager from Sacramento beating me on my yeah. home turf?" But then. Uh, Things are starting to get more intense. He realizes that this isn't in the bag for him, so he's driving a lot more recklessly, and he's actually running into them. Uh And of course, he knows, hey, the whole family is in there. If I could rattle up the family, that'll rattle up her. And of course, that's working on her mom. Her mom is really freaked out. And of course, the dad is just kind of... He, he's a very non-confrontational person. He's just trying to hang back, stay out of it. Julie is just trying to, you know, like, Hey, let's take our mind off of it. Hey, there's this really fun game. We used to play as kids where we went on road trips where you'd like try to spell out the alphabet by finding a word on a sign that <laughs> just stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the mom is like, there's this really big drift coming out. It's the last big curve In the entire (laughs) track. And they're neck and neck. But Lady Bird knows if she hits this drift just right, she could win. But then the mom is like, hey, hey, don't try that. You have never hit a drift like this before, Lady Bird. Christine, you have never hit a drift like this. We're all in the car. We could all die. And then that's when Lady Bird has to be like, mom, please. I understand where you're coming from, but I need you to trust me. For what I need you to trust, that you... Raised a capable, strong woman that, for all your faults as a mom, you did a good job. You did a good job raising your daughter, mom. I know I didn't always treat you that way, but all things considered, you were a great mom. You raised a great, capable woman. Just let me do my thing. And then she hits the drift. It goes (laughs) perfectly. She swerves right past DK, and she wins the race. And then... We end with everybody back in Sacramento in their tiny house having dinner, and yeah. and the end. Lady Bird Tokyo drift.
1: That's what's up, man. Lady Bird, <laughs> dude. So our stories have some similar really stuff in it.
0: Really, um, is another mother daughter or like no, father son? No, 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 or, no, nothing okay? like that. Okay, just
1: some of the the plot points. <laughs> okay, okay, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> dude,
0: I can't wait. I, can't I hope wait. you're ready. <laughs> For Edward Scissorhands Tokyo Drift. <laughs> Dude, I almost did a spit dip. I I noticed the same thing happened. I shouldn't have I shouldn't have taken a big drink before. <laughs> Dude, Edward Scissorhands is one of my favorite movies. Yeah. Well, it's about to get better.
1: Like, I'm not I'm not
0: as big as a Johnny Depp fanboy as you are, but that yeah. is his performance in that is one of my favorite, just all-time performances. Uh, yeah, so, he's yeah.
1: the greatest actor of all time. <laughs> it doesn't surprise me at all that you would find one of his movies so endearing.
0: <laughs> but it's about to get a lot better. <laughs> uh, or worse. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Dude, I love this. This Edward Scissorhands, Tokyo Drift. And then for the marketing, yeah. I want them to mark out scissor and put Drift.
0: Oh, yeah. But it's got to be like, the text has been cut with scissors. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. yeah, there you go. Okay, so
1: we open on a nice suburban town in Tokyo. (laughs) Suburban Tokyo. (laughs) We meet Edward, who lives alone. Oh, I, I feel the need to say this since you went in such a different direction. Okay. Mine is as if Edward Scissorhands never existed, yeah, and this was the movie. Okay.
0: And is there is there any sort of Fast and Furious stuff,
1: or is it just they're in Tokyo no, drifting? No, it's okay. literally the Edward Scissorhand movie, yeah. beat for beat, okay. but <laughs> Tokyo Drift. Okay. And so that causes some changes. I can't wait. Okay. So we meet Edward, who lives alone in a mansion, ever since his creator, who was an inventor slash professional underground drag racer. Oh Died and left him unfinished with scissors in place of hands. Yeah. Then one day, a drag racer named Avon Ebrake. <laughs> <laughs> I gave all of them car names. Wait, what was the original name? Uh, her name was like Kim. Oh, okay, but it's, it's- <laughs> but she was an Avon lady. Okay. So in this one, her a- name a- is E-brake. Avon Ebrake. And she goes looking for the creation that the inventor claimed would be the greatest drag racer in history. Avon finds Edward, takes him home to live with her family and her. So Avon, you know, takes him home and, you know, he's trying to be helpful. And so she gives him a souped up muscle car. And uh, although he tries to be helpful and drive it like she wants him to because he's supposed to be the greatest drag racer ever, his scissor hands tear up the interior of the car. I would imagine. And he can't seem to steer well, <laughs> and he can't get the uh, gear shift. He's just, there's
0: problems. I, I really like this middle image. I need you to put this in an AI. As yeah, <laughs> yeah, I should, I should. Can't wait to see how
1: he solves this problem. <laughs> well... You're going to be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> Go on. So, Avon gives out of the super car. He tears up the interior. He can't steer well. He can't get the cruise ship. They get back home from trying to drive. And Avon's daughter, Diesel, <laughs> returns. And she screams when she sees Edward, right? She's like, ah! And he's in her race car. And she's like, mom, he tore up the interior of my Mustang GT2. <laughs> Something
0: like that. Yeah. Yeah,
1: you know. <laughs> We're the wrong people to be doing that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Edward just seems very sorry. And he's yeah. a very sweet guy. Yeah. And Diesel immediately feels bad for yelling. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Winona Ryder as Diesel. Yeah. <laughs> So she she decides, you know what? I'll give you driver's lessons because my mom's a pretty good underground drag racer, but I'm the best. Um. So now she takes him out drag racing, and he realizes that you know he can't steer well because of his hands. But because he can just kind of, like, slap the steering wheel, he's so good at, like, drifting. Oh, yeah. (laughs) He's so good at it. And he can slap the gear shift, right? So he's just like...
0: So he can't do anything else driving-related, but he can drift.
1: Yeah, he can drift his ass off. And uh, so they just need to figure out how to get him to not tear up the car. Because if they can figure out how to get him to not tear up the car, he could probably drive pretty straight because he could lock his scissors on. It's yeah. just, you know, they just yeah. got to figure that out. There's okay. problems. Yeah. Until now. And, and the way I see it is like the movie looks the same. But in these moments where he's like swiping and swiping because it's Tokyo, it's yeah. kind of like anime Speed Racer uh, inspired yeah. where it's like. Yeah. <sighs> like that. And um,
0: so it, it still looks like a Burton universe, but then yes. just for the racing sequences, it looks like speed racer
1: yeah. anime yeah. Whoosh, whoosh. I'm tracking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so he's been practicing and turns out, OK, he's becoming a decent driver, especially at drifting, though. He's amazing at drifting. And so um, he tries to turn his talent into a job. That could help you know, his family. Because yeah. the I get to this a little later. I probably should have set it up ahead of time. But again, I was just writing this as I was feeling it. Yeah. Um, the reason that Avon, <laughs> Avon E-Break mm-hmm. went to find him is because there's a huge drag race coming up underground. And mm-hmm. ever since her husband died, they need the money. They don't oh, have any money. Yeah. So they need the money. Yeah. And so they're like, he'll help us win the race mm-hmm. and win all this money. And so but you know until the big race which is at the end of the month and he's training and stuff but he wants to help the family you know he he yeah. really loves them and so he's trying to turn his driving ability into a job. And so um he decides to get a job as a uh valet at a fancy restaurant. So he's parking cars at a fancy restaurant. Mm-hmm. But he tears up everybody's interior. Oh, no. And he just keeps burning out their tires by doing sick donuts in the parking lot. Because, again, he's just good at drifting.
0: So he goes to park your car. And he's just. You start to walk towards the restaurant and you just see your car doing donuts.
1: Yeah. And Edward Scissorhands is driving. And so uh, that doesn't work out. Obviously, Avon and Diesel have been preparing Edward for this underground drag race tournament at the end of the month so that they can win the prize money and save their house because Avon's husband died. Yeah. But that night, after he gets fired from his job as a valet, mm-hmm. Diesel's boyfriend convinces Diesel to get Edward to race in his drag race that night. Ooh. And she was like, I don't know. He's not that ready. He's like, come on, babe. You said you're the best teacher in the world, babe. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know if he sounds like that, but that's how I feel. And so, you know, Edward would do anything that Diesel asks because Edward loves Diesel. You know, Winona Ryder is Diesel. And so he does it, and he's awesome, and he is winning, and he is killing the game until the cops show up. Oh, no. Drag racing is illegal. Remember that. Edward gets arrested because all the other guys flee. Edward doesn't know what's going on. And so he takes the fall, but he doesn't snitch on anybody else. Hmm. So, you know, he gets mad respect. In the original Edward Scissorhands, he gets uh, arrested for trying to break in to the boyfriend's house, right? right? So it's the same thing. It's still the boyfriend's fault. He still gets in trouble and he still doesn't snitch. And so that's kind of the core elements. Except now it's drag. Edward
0: Scissorhands are real, real one.
1: Yeah. Um... So I mean, Avon... if
0: Edward Scissorhands did that, he would stab him. Right. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, Edward Scissorhands is not good with the the gags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's always like. Shh, 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 shh. uh repio set, Edward. Avon bails him out of jail, and the two of them are working on their car together, and they're just kind of having this heart to heart, and uh, and then Diesel walks up, and she goes, uh, "Hey, mom, can I talk to Edward for a second?" So Avon leaves and so now it's Diesel and Edward working on the car together and and Diesel is just profusely apologizing. She was like I didn't realize that 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 was such a dumb idea. I, you know, he can be such a jerk sometimes. I'm so sorry. And you know, Edward accidentally slices something and oil is spraying up like it's raining and and immediately he thinks he's messed up, but Diesel just starts dancing in the rain, the oil. <laughs> That's nice. Which happens in the movie, yeah. but uh, but you know this is the moment where you know she loves him. Mm-hmm. But at that exact moment, Diesel's boyfriend is watching from outside, Ooh. and he busts in the door and he goes, "What's going on in here?" And it scares Diesel, and she slips on the oil oh, and she goes no to fall, no. and Edward tries to catch her, but he has scissors for hands. Oh no. And it scratches her, and she bleeds to death right there. Oh. <laughs> that wasn't in the original movie. That was not. That's Tokyo Drift, baby. I was like,
0: did I forget something?
1: But no, nope. no. So she dies right there in front of Diesel, or right in front of Diesel's boyfriend. I saw, I didn't name Diesel's boyfriend. So his name's Diesel's boyfriend. Yeah. So Diesel's boyfriend is like, oh, no, Edward, how could you do this? And Edward runs away. He's so scared. He's so terrified. He's like, I'll find you, Edward, and I'll kill you. And Avon, you know, she figures out what's happening and oh my God, her daughter's dead and and she goes out to find Edward because she knows it wasn't his fault. Mm -hmm. But Diesel's boyfriend is, he's drinking a lot Mm -hmm. and he's he's hunting Edward down. And so... (laughs) Um, and you know, words going all over town mm-hmm. that Edward killed diesel and, and diesel's boyfriend saying that he did it on purpose. You know what I mean? Oh, like it's, yeah, yeah, and, uh, so Edward, Avon finds Edward in the town and, and she gives him a, like this, this talk and, and she's like, it's okay. You know, like she, she knows it wasn't your fault. She wouldn't blame you at all if she was still here. You know, you're still family to us. All that stuff and Edward tells Avon he goes you know I would still like to do the drag race I would still like to win the money to save the house you know and she's like that's very sweet Edward you know you can do it I believe in you if this makes you happy let's do it together and as they're talking you hear a law lo- a loud race car pull up and it's Diesel's boyfriend and again oh, he's no. drinking he's got like a paper bag <laughs> yeah. and he's like there he is. Pop, pop, pop. Oh, no. And he's he's shooting, but he doesn't hit Edward. Avon dies. Oh, no. And Diesel's like, oh, no, and drives away. No. Oh. And Diesel's going to pay for this. <sighs> Edward knows exactly where Diesel's boyfriend's going to be. At the big drag race tonight. Whoa. What he's been training all month Whoa. for. Edward runs back to their home And he gets in this car And when he gets in he realizes That the car is covered Head to toe In iPhone screen protectors <laughs>
0: <laughs> So So just a- like the The six inch screens And just like hundreds of
1: them I told you You are going to be disappointed <laughs> so, so now he can actually <laughs> latch onto the steering wheel and he's not going to tear up the interior and in the middle there's a little note that says you can win we love you love Avon and Diesel nice and of course when he picks it up to read it he tears it up but yeah. that's besides the point no. <laughs> Edward shows that, up
0: that, to I, I picture that a really sentimental moment and he's trying to pick up this thing that means so much for yeah. one slice. oh no
1: it's about the exactly yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> edward shows up to the drag race right before they start like they're about to start you know you got margot robbie out there with the <laughs> yeah yeah we still got her yeah yeah um
0: well actually no It, it since it's tim burton university would have hella bone. oh helena barna yeah, carter
1: yeah, yeah yeah his ex-wife um So, but right when he put he shows up right before it's about to start, and Diesel's boyfriend has already told everyone that Edward killed Diesel. Mm -hmm. And now he claims that he killed Avon too, even though it was Diesel's boyfriend. And so, yo, he pull Edward pulls up and immediately everybody's like, It's him, and they're throwing things at his car, and they're like, Don't allow him in the race, don't allow him in the race. But it's too late. Whoosh, flag down. They're driving it's on and it's an epic race where Edward and Diesel's boyfriend are battling head to head there's other people in the race but they're no they're not touching Diesel's boyfriend and Edward uh also mine also takes place on a mountain oh nice yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's what was a kind of a similar yeah um so they're driving on the edge of this large mountaintop and it's like a cliff, yeah. you know? And so it's like, there's room for two cars, but you really don't want to be on the left because there's a cliff and it's uh, a fall yeah. off. And uh, Edward's on the left, close to the edge. Boyfriend's on the right. And the boyfriend decides he's going to try to drift Edward off the side of the cliff. Oh, yeah. But at the last second, <laughs> Edward slices the ignition wires under the car, which because <laughs> the brake isn't going to be enough. Yeah. slices the ignition while his um so that it, the car will stop abruptly. And as oh. it's stopping abruptly, he uses his sick drifting <laughs> skills to drift the car as it's stopping around the boyfriend's car on this cliff. It's epic. It's super cool. It's very anime. And we watch as the boyfriend falls from the top of the cliff all the way down to his death. Edward gets out of his car and he watches, he looks down at the crash and he looks up as all the other racers are racing right towards him. And they stop. And they get out of the car and he's like, they, they, he killed Diesel's boyfriend! Because they also don't know his name. Oh, no. <laughs> no one knows his name. <laughs> and they're like, who do you think you are? He killed Diesel. He killed Diesel's boyfriend. He killed Avon. Let's kill him! And in, in and in, in, in Edward's just like, and someone goes, who do you think you are? And Edward goes, I'm just a guy with scissors for hands who loves to Tokyo drift. <laughs> and so they all beat him to death with hammers as we fade to black.
0: So he doesn't manage to run up to a tower and live there in solitude and create no. snow for the entire They beat him
1: with hammers. Yeah, is this based on that one tweet where someone was like, Hey, ET was real, me and my friends would be, yeah, exactly. I'm really glad you got that. So, yeah, man, that's Edward Scissorhand's Tokyo Drift. Nice. (laughs) (laughs)
0: The whole time, I'm just trying to picture how is he, how is there room for the
1: scissorhands
0: in the car?
1: That's for the director to figure out, dog. That's not my job.
0: Every time he makes a turn, something is getting slapped. Oh yeah,
1: but the iPhone screen protectors. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> but it's. I imagine it is very. So just,
0: the screen protectors are also on the interior. Oh
1: yeah. Of the car. Oh no, they're it's only on the, the interior. Inter- oh, okay. Yeah, because you know
0: I was picturing just the steering wheel or maybe the exterior, but no, 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 like no, no, everywhere. No. Yeah,
1: everything. Okay. <laughs> <The> screen <laughs> Seats, protectors is funny. The yeah. gear shift everywhere. Yeah.
0: yeah, I feel. I feel like it'd be great if you. Edward Sister Hands only had like a tiny normal size car and so they to help him out they spurged <laughs> and got him they spurged and got him one with a big interior, yeah, like some yeah, yeah. big truck.
1: I did think about making it where like he had a gear shift hand oh. and a steering wheel hand. <laughs> Edward <But>, drifted hands. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. I like the idea of just like
0: Exactly, yeah.
1: Like that. It's very I also chaotic.
0: at some point there needs to be a scene where he's trying to take Diesel on a date in the car, and being in the passenger seat while he's driving is also really dangerous. Oh because yeah, the yeah, 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 is yeah. Just fine.
1: I just gave a little overview. Yeah, you know all of the scene like um, this is literally scene for scene yeah. Edward Scissorhands, except Tokyo Drift. Yeah, yeah.
0: Nice. I I, I do think. <laughs> Because, again, the original Tokyo Drift has a Dom Toretto cameo. Does it really? Yeah. Where would you put a Dom Toretto in He would help
1: everyone beat Edward hands to death with hammers. Oh, he
0: would be like, he He killed an entire family. I don't like that. (laughs) Yeah,
1: exactly. (laughs) Yes. He's the one that goes, who do you think you are? And then that's what Edward goes, I'm just a guy with scissors for hands who loves the Tokyo Drift. And then they beat him to death with hammers.
0: I heard you killed a mother and her daughter. That's a family. That's a family. There's one thing I hate. It's people who hate family. Family. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. Honestly, you know, I wish I would have thought of it, but I think this is something Fast X should do if that's really like the last movie and all this stuff. Uh, They need to riff off of that one video those people made. There needs to be a scene with like 10 different people all dressed as Don Toretto, all changing family, family, family,
1: family, family. Yeah, dude. (laughs) They're chanting family as they beat Edward Scissor <laughs> To death with hammers. So yeah, that's my movie, man. I told you you yep. weren't you weren't gonna yep. get as weird as mine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> See, th- this is the quality content our listeners come here to hear. Yeah. They want to hear real professional Hollywood screenwriters. <laughs> right. <and talk laughs> Edward Scissorhands and if, Lady if, Bird. If you want professional Hollywood screenwriters, you you go listen to script notes. Or you go listen to that other whatever. You go listen to the Roger Deakins podcast. Yeah, you
1: can listen to Story Break. <laughs> this is written by. <laughs> yeah, the written by boys do it different. We yeah. beat to death Edward Scissorham with hammers. You yeah, have a ladybird out here Tokyo drifting. <laughs> <laughs> man, thank you guys so much for watching written by yeah. or listening. We have video by the way. I don't know if you mentioned that. hey, uh we also have a patreon. We haven't mentioned that in a few episodes, so
0: yeah, we haven't uh five bucks a month uh you get priority bowl suggestions yeah, and dude. we will name
1: characters after you and we're not selling merch uh but if you guys want written by mugs or whatever, <laughs> let us know and we'll 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 get you some.
0: Yeah, let us know. You don't have Just, to pay. Yeah, whenever you drink the mugs, though, you have to have them facing out like this.
1: We're gonna also try to fix that.
0: I Loki, I tried my best throughout the whole episode. I did too. I to did like it. drink like this, and then I did have, it like this, man. Yeah. I did it like that. But guys, thanks so much for listening. <laughs> and we will. We will have another more more serious episode, but we're also we're gonna have way more chaotic episodes like this. Yeah, we've man. Stuff outside of Written By has been going so well. Yeah. I've, like, I've had so much actual directing stuff to do. I'm like, hey, I'm coming to Written By. To have fun. I'm not going to have a whole pitch. I'm just going to
1: Lady Bird's Tokyo Yeah, trip to. it's more fun, man.
0: So I think I know what Greta Gerwig's next movie should be. I think we need a Lady Bird sequel. Now, Lady Bird is all about complicated relationships with family. And you know what other movies are about Family. The Fast and the Furious. So introducing Lady Bird to Tokyo Drift, the greatest crossover event in cinematic history. Lady Bird is in New York. And of course, she and her mom kind of ended things on a good note. But you know how family is like, it doesn't take one event to just heal your relationship. So they're kind of bickering. Christina is starting to get wanderlust again. And she's like, you know what, maybe I did it wrong. I moved all the way from Sacramento to New York, but I should just go out the country. So she takes a semester abroad in Tokyo. As she does, she falls to the wrong guy and gets intertwined in the complicated world of drift racing. And eventually she screws over the wrong people, gets kidnapped, and her family
1: has to travel all the way from Sacramento to come rescue her. I wrote a movie called Edward Scissorhands, Tokyo Drift. It's the same origin as the last movie, you know, uh, an inventor slash drag is trying to build the perfect drag race machine. Uh, but he dies before he can replace the hands, so Edward just has these scissors for hands. Anyway, there's a lady named Avon Ebrake, and her and her daughter Diesel are going to lose their home, but they need to make money quick, and the only way that they know how to make money is drag racing. So they get Edward, and they're going to start teaching him to be the best drag racer in the world. However, he's got scissors for hands, so he cuts up the interior of the car. He's not the best. They have to teach him throughout the movie. But during the movie, he falls in love with Diesel, the teenage daughter. But Diesel has a boyfriend, and through some shenanigans at the boyfriend does and edward does edward tries to save a slipping diesel and accidentally kills her with his scissor hands so diesel's boyfriend goes on a rampage because he thinks edward's to blame and so the whole town's after edward because he's supposed to be a murderer it ends with this big drag race where he ends up killing diesel's ex-boyfriend and he thinks he's gonna win the town but instead the town beats him to death with hammers welcome to the outro tokyo drift yeah we tokyo drifting
0: in this outro (laughs) i don't know what that means (laughs)
1: <laughs> uh, I got another for you. I, this I feel like we recorded this episode a really long time ago.
0: Yeah, we. Uh, uh, there was something that kind of messed up the order of episodes a little, so mm-hmm. we put out an episode that we recorded like two weeks ago, and then this, which we recorded a while, a while ago. ago. Yeah.
1: Yeah, when uh, I asked you what episode was coming out, and you were like the Tokyo Drift, I, like, I totally forgot about that episode. <laughs> yeah. You did what did you do? You did a Lady Bird Tokyo Drift? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That was a good one. I'm excited to see what people think about this one because yeah. we both. I mean, it's a silly premise, so we both kind of had silly. Yeah, movies.
0: I uh I like that's the direction the season is kind of going. Yeah, we're uh, we, we're about to do another batch of rival pitches, and a lot of them are going to be your suggestions. So you know, send those. But yeah, it, also they're getting they're getting a little
1: crazier. <laughs> yeah, I think, and we were talking about this the other day, <clears throat> not on the show, but it, it's just kind of like I think we've gotten to a point where <clears throat> we're trying to make good movies and good stuff, but we're also trying to make it as entertaining as possible. Yeah, I've been having a blast. Speaking of rival pitches, I counted up the votes from our uh, Spider-Verse Ooh. rival pitch episode. Yeah. And the winner is... Uh, Robert. Whoa. Yeah, you won. I, I only got like one vote. Really? I thought...
0: Because yeah. I don't... I intentionally don't look at votes, but I get yeah. notifications. I thought... I thought we were, like, kind of neck and
1: neck. No, man. Your, your popsicle monologue uh-huh. stole the show. Everyone <laughs> was talking about how much they loved the popsicle monologue. Okay,
0: okay. I will say, like, since that episode was recorded and everything, I have seen the new Spider-Verse. Oh. You have not. No, I haven't. But I know that the popsicle's in it. Yeah, the popsicle is, I mean, it's not, it's just very briefly in the frame. Like, what you showed me on that tweet. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, some people are making jokes about the plot for Spider-Verse says some things about like this is what unites all the Spider Men across multiverses. And it's mm-hmm. like, wait, what happened to the popsicle?
1: <laughs> yeah, I've been seeing stuff like yeah. that. Uh I can't remember I think you might be in the lead now overall. I think I think I'm one
0: in the lead. I think we ended with a tie yeah. last time.
1: Yeah, I think you you're either one or two in the lead. I can't remember, but uh yeah, you've taken you've taken the advantage. Guys, I was working my ass off at the beginning of this season <laughs> to make sure that I my plan, really yeah. my ultimate goal was to try to sweep the season. Uh-huh. I was working really hard. Uh and then I've just Robert started fighting back really hard with the silliness, man, and yeah. it's hard to that Popsicle monologue alone I think is what won it for you because it was beautiful. Yeah. Oh, man. I man, it was really great. I saw one person said uh that they, they liked your pitch more, but based off of the minute pitches, they mm. would have, alone, they would have voted for mine. Which I thought was interesting.
0: They're, the minute pitches are a totally different game. Yeah, yeah. And also, your, your minute pitch, I think, got more views.
1: Because I do look
0: at the real views. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: I, and that's, and I think that's like a whole other thing. Is yeah. And it's the reason that we started doing the rival pitch format is we wanted to kind of teach ourselves to, t- to pitch a movie. Yeah. And then the minute pitches, the whole thing, and it was your idea, was like, you know, how good can you get at a one-minute elevator yeah, pitch? Yeah. And I think that we've gotten pretty good at them.
0: Yeah. I mean, <clears> we'll, we'll see. It, it's, it's hard to tell with how Instagram and TikTok yeah. are always changing and everything. Yeah, but, it's
1: been a nightmare. Yeah. Uh, but consistently, our minute pitches have always been what gets the most views online. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have minute pitches with hundreds of thousands of views, I think. Uh, or one or two, at least on the TikTok the, side. The, yeah, TikTok, t- TikTok side. The Pixar the Pixar ones did really well. Yeah. We should do a Pixar one for this season. Yeah,
0: let's do another Pixar yeah, uh, one. Yeah, almost
1: 300,000 views on my uh, Woody movie.
0: Yeah. Hey, guys, send us a suggestion for what specific Pixar sequel we should pitch. That would be a fun thing to do.
1: Uh your spider, your Spider-Man popsicle monologue has like two thousand views on TikTok. It's been doing pretty good on TikTok. <laughs> Man, hey, thank you guys so much for listening to the show, watching the show. We've been really appreciating uh, all of you guys' feedback. Those of you that are in the Discord and been talking about the episodes, we've been having a ton of fun. Uh, hey, <clears throat> our logo was designed by Taylor Lockery. Our theme music produced by Drew and Robert. Uh, make sure you follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. subscribe to us on youtube join our discord hey join us on patreon you get some cool stuff you've heard the spiel about patreon
0: yeah yeah all that stuff and finally if you want to submit a story topic that goes into our listener bowl or if you have ideas for rival pitch episodes email your suggestions to writtenbypodcast at gmail.com you could be responsible for what we do in the next episode
1: yeah Ooh, you know, we should do, like, a a competition kind of thing. Where it's, like, if you guys can pitch us a rival pitch or a a bowl suggestion that goes super viral, (laughs) like, you win. You know what I mean? Because they're kind of easy to figure out. Like, not to be, like... I mean, you never know what's going to work and what's not going to work. But it's, like, I knew that our Muppet stuff was going to do well. Yeah, And it did. The Pixar, there's... People love Pixar so much. Mm-hmm. There's Pixar adults more than I think there are Disney adults.
0: Yeah, I think I think Pixar is a little more mature, so like you'll yeah. still watch it as an adult and be like, yeah, this still like, yeah, People
1: love Pixar. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. Send us some suggestions. I have a few ideas for some rival pitches, but we've been like, we have a bunch of suggestions from you guys, so we haven't really been needing I want us to do an Indiana Jones movie because Indiana yeah. Jones movies coming out soon. Uh, I had another idea Oh, a Universal Monster movie Yeah I, I got some fun. ideas We got some fun stuff And you know what's so great? I know I'm talking a good bit I, I drink this Red Bull I was like uh, half asleep When Robert texted me uh, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't done anything So I went and bought this so no, I could I've be been early.
0: half asleep all day too I don't know what
1: it is We were out late Watching that movie That's true but we were, Yeah. I haven't done nothing today yeah. I watched Catch Me If You Can Oh. Steven Spielberg, Tom Hanks, Leo. It's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Other than that. But uh, what was I saying? Oh yeah, hey, the cool thing about this season, guys, is we're not even like halfway through the season. <laughs> no, we aren't. It's June. Yeah. We go all year long, baby.
0: Yeah, and we've fallen behind schedule, so we have even more episodes than normal to record. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's true. We have fallen behind schedule, but you know, no, I so got we still got
0: we still got a we got a lead.
1: Oh yeah, like, no, yeah. you know how long ago we recorded this? Yeah. Uh, yeah yep. <laughs> <ago>. Edward Scissorhands, <laughs> Tokyo Drift, man. It's hey, so
0: funny you picked the one character with no hands <laughs> who like specifically would tear up an entire interior by drift.
1: Yeah. Hey, man, that's just, you know, I think, and here's another thing someone said in the Discord where it's like, here, I'm going to read the message. <clears throat> I know we're trying to get out of here, but y'all can listen to me for a minute. Uh, one of our patrons, Welded Warrior, said, uh, Robert wrote what sounded like a Chase Bridges pitch, kind of unhinged. It'll be interesting to see where their styles ebb and flow from here on out. And I think that is an interesting point because yeah. I think. When we first started this show, you were a little bit more of a—I mean, you're a goofy guy—but yeah. when it came to writing, you uh, like—you were very like yeah. art house almost. And then I would come into the studio <laughs> and be like, "Edward Scissorhands, Tokyo Drift." <laughs> I love that comment so much because there is one specific
0: Future Rival Pitch episode (laughs) that is that times 100. You pitch something that is beautiful and grounded, and I come in so
1: (laughs) And I think that's hilarious that we we switched. Accidentally, by Uh the way. But yeah, no, I I feel like I've become a better writer because of you, and you've become a <laughs> worse one because of me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. Uh, I think the goofiness makes everything yeah. even better. Oh, it's um, hey, thank you guys so much for watching and listening. Next week's a good episode, man. I'm not gonna yeah. say it right here. I know I've been trying to tease them every once in a while, yeah. but next week you might wanna listen. Next week, bro. Yeah. All right, <laughs> see ya.